0: hey i'm mccoy here and you are listening to the solar panel
2: hello and welcome everybody into another edition of the Sun solar panel whether you're watching us on youtube facebook or twitter or listening to us wherever you get podcasts we are so happy to have you the flaming ballers Along with us, I am your host, Greg Esposito. Oh, hoy, hoy! And with the new intro music, I feel like we're getting ready to slow jam the sun's news. And joining me to do that is the Silver Fox, the man with uh, the golden tongue for curse words. It's Dave King. Dave, how are oh, you? Oh, gosh.
1: Yeah, but I say one a, one a week. Yeah, I'm I'm, bad. I'm so bad.
2: <laughs> I don't care. Curse away, Dave. And joining us, Heck yeah. uh, the Carmel Thunder from Down Under, making it victorious return from his new lair uh in an undisclosed part of chandler it is one so Saul Saul, how are you
0: no yeah, well, you could have just said you know coming live from the dumpster fire that is this new house so uh because <laughs> that's what it's felt like for like the last week You've just been trying to reorganize everything it's just moving is the worst it is the it absolute sucks. worst
2: like i i didn't did not want to pass judgment on your home By just seeing the lamp in the background. Like, I just didn't want to pass judgment on it. So I I didn't. You're the one that called it a dumpster fire. I think it's a beautiful new home. It's all a matter of perspective, just like the Phoenix Suns this week were a matter of perspective. (laughs)
1: That's (laughs) right. That's right. See, Uh, when I look at it, I see, hey, man, you got walls. You got a roof. It looks like you're in a t-shirt, so you're not cold. It's great, and that's that's me trying to talk people down off the ledge after a son's loss. Hey, yeah. they have players; they they made some baskets. It's good.
2: Yeah, Dave, Dave is like the <laughs> parent trying to encourage you that the massive screw up that you just did it wasn't that bad. Look, we we understand <laughs> that your pants fell down in front of the whole class, but it's not that bad, son. I promise you, life will get worse. Is is Dave uh, trying to talk to Son's fans after? These losses. Another weird week in uh, in Sunsville. We'll, we'll say that for yeah. it. Uh Look, I, I simply want to know off the top here exactly who are these Phoenix Suns because I don't know. To me, they're very much like the first three episodes of Wandavision. I don't know if you guys are watching. Yeah. This show, oh yeah. The first three episodes. Yeah. They're they're semi entertaining. You're excited to watch them. And you have no clue what's going on. Like, there's very few hints as to what's going on. And I feel like that's been the Phoenix Suns so far. And in particular, this week, you you, you think you're, you, you know what's coming up. You think you know what's going to happen. And you really have no clue with this team. Dave, what, are, what were your thoughts? Who are these Phoenix Suns?
1: You know, I had the same, well, right now they are, they are uh, praying for a Frank Nato. That's who this God. this Phoenix Suns team is. Uh, and that's pretty wild. You know, you come into the season, you've got two all-stars in Devin Booker and Chris Paul. You've got DeAndre Ayton, who um, is, you know, no matter what everybody says, he is approaching all-star status. He's not going to get there, but he's, he's put up the numbers um, that look, that look pretty good. And the anchors are pretty good defense, but that's not who wins games apparently for this team. Uh, very few people win games for this team, but when they do, it's Frank Kaminsky getting almost a triple double and Abdul Nader getting uh, 16 points and looking like an aggressive Booker <laughs> at oh, some points. It was, points in it was that
2: 16 game. points on like 45 shots. Let's not act like oh, was God. some savior there, uh, Abdul Nader. No, in the second. Okay,
1: no, in the first half, the two of them combined for one for ten from the field in the second half, they just dominated in that. You got to give them credit for that eight minute stretch. Give them credit.
2: No, I don't have to give them credit because Uh, they give them credit. They would have, they would have kept that (laughs) first quarter lead. If Abdul Nader hadn't missed a bunch of shots later on. Like I, I,
1: look, at least he was aggressive going to the basket. No, he didn't draw fouls. No, he didn't make his (laughs) (laughs) laps, but
2: at least he tried. (laughs) He looks like a Walmart version of Devin Booker. All right. Like, If you squint your eyes, you go, oh, Devin Booker's back on the court. And then you go, wait, no, Devin Booker doesn't suck. All right.
0: I like like that. What is wrong
2: with you this
0: morning? Jesus. You know what? I think
2: think that just means
1: Abdel Nader is a star because Espo also did not like another uh, acquisition from the Thunder this year. And he turned (laughs) out pretty well. too. Yeah.
2: Actually, he's been disappointing so far. (laughs) Let's not, let's not.
0: All right, we're just going to remove Espo from the show because <laughs> this is already getting way out of control. Oh, my gosh. You had to go to timeout for a second, man. I had to calm you down for a second, man. That's
2: the first time I've been put in sun solar panel purgatory. That it was has. weird. Yeah. Ah, the control still is still nothing nothing else 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 today. <laughs> Look, I've just... I, it's been a rough week for all of us when it comes uh, to Suns basketball. I Look, I just... I don't want to go overly positive about Frank Kaminsky and Abdel Nader, who did enough. To Let's at
1: least give them fuck. a little bit of positive airtime. You don't have to crap all over them after their yeah. best games of their careers.
2: Espo is, is a
0: Nader hater for sure. Nader hater. Nader hater. I'm a Frank fan.
2: All right. I'm a Frank, fan, right? uh, I'm a frank <laughs> fan and a Nader hater. Let's uh, look. I, hater. I, I, I get it. I I just. I think it's probably, and we'll get into this later. It's probably more because of.
1: Ah, I like Darth Void, a
2: pyramid happy. Yes. (laughs) Look, (laughs) I I think my frustration is probably more with the fact of who isn't playing when when Nader is getting major minutes uh, over this last stretch. I think that's where the frustration is coming from. We'll get into it later in the show. But Saul, what. What were your impressions? Who do you think? Because Dave didn't really answer this question. Who do you think this Phoenix Suns team is?
0: You know, I, I think just like the rest of the NBA, they're they're trying to yeah. figure it out, and I think that's the biggest thing that 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 Suns fans need to realize: we are not the only team that is struggling go, with their ups and downs. I mean, every team in the NBA has had a bad, yeah. bad loss. Every team has blown big leads, and every team has just about gotten blown out. Like, we're it's not an an unusual case with with these Phoenix Suns. Yes, they're nine and eight. Yes, they started out much, much better. Um, and 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 that kind of led us to believe that better things were coming down the road. But I, again, I I don't want to sound overly optimistic, but at the same time, I just in relation to other teams in the league, that's that's Mm -hmm. where I have to compare this because this is an unusual year. In any other year, in a regular 82-game season with fans and everything, then, yeah, we should be a little worried. But every team in the NBA has, has had its struggles, and I think comparatively to those teams, the Suns are just fine.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Look, I, I'm coming out strong uh, on Nader uh, and, and you know Frank to oh, a certain extent, the yeah. CB3 comment, because I know this team can be better. I know they should be better. We all know they can and, be better. And I think they will be better i think this is incomplete right now if we were actually giving some kind of grade simply because of the fact that you haven't had booker you haven't had sarach and well Sarich isn't the answer at Big man look if
1: you like the way Frank Kaminsky played on Thursday night, you that's the that's Sarich basically. Sarich yeah. does that. He produces from the high post. He leads the I mean he runs the offense basically from the high post. Frank, it was just a marvel on that last game. I I love that, Frank. He can't I, get I, off the ground. I mean, I have a higher jumping clearance than Frank, but yeah, you, know, you that, know, I think that the, the was real, fun to watch.
0: The real key to all this is I just want you two to keep jinxing the team every time somebody blows up, <laughs> and then they turn it around right away. Like, that's what happened the other night with, with Nader and Kaminsky. <laughs> just for those of you who don't know, these two were like, oh my gosh, and they just completely crapped all over Kaminsky and Nader, and then as I soon did. as they did, I did. boom. I literally sent a text to
1: to, to Espo and Saul saying, I hope I never see Kaminsky and Nader in the same lineup again after the first half when they went one for 10. So you're absolutely right. I'd love to reverse it. I hope I never see Devin Booker (laughs) playing like an all-star again.
2: Boom. Let's go. (laughs) I'm consistent, <laughs> at least. I don't change my tune. I, I no. still sound like I was in that text thread. Just, Dave and also, is,
0: by the way, you did make history this morning, Espo. I you were the fastest morning. person to ever get pulled off the stream.
2: Oh, I don't think that's true. <laughs> that's, yeah, uh, true. I, I think Dave. Uh,
0: in. I was like two minutes in. We've barely gotten through introductions before you crapped all over. Just wait. There's,
2: there's more time for me to wind up back and show purgatory. That's Uh, right. Maybe, uh, maybe we
1: can, we can uh, see how, if he can set records for the number of times he gets put in timeout.
2: There you go. I think
1: I'm at two. I think the right now, the record is two. (laughs) So
2: I have two more times to, uh, to get there. Yeah. Look, look, I, I enjoy what Frank did in that, in that third and fourth quarter. Uh, on Wednesday night, there's no doubt in in that, and that is the Sarich rule. I still don't. Yeah, uh, I still think they need another big that that can defend in the post too, though, for when you're facing uh, the Jokic's of the world, uh, the, the bigger guys, and and if Aiton is in in there, foul trouble, there isn't
0: there that. isn't that guy out there in the league.
2: Anthony yeah. Davis is going to eat Dario Sard well, for long. You're
1: saying cool. that you're a backup Center that can defend Nikola Jokic. Okay. No, I'm
2: saying that could put up a fight. See, Frank needed a game Jesus. like he had on Wednesday because the double overtime loss was very much on him and his inability to even be an impediment to Jokic. Look, I, they're, yeah, no, they're I balanced to all this. That's that is mm. what that is what this whole season has been has been a two. Two sides of the same coin. It's the good and the bad that we've seen from this team. We've yet to see a fully consistent uh, outing uh, four quarters. Uh, we've rarely seen that. I think there's been one or two games we've seen four solid quarters from this team. There's always been lapses, and we haven't seen a full roster, which was the point I was trying to make earlier, was the fact that, you know, Dario, uh you know, I did uh, hello in the chat because I wanted Alex <laughs> on free I did not; that was a joke on Twitter. Thank you very much. I uh,
0: never forget. But, they have but, receipts.
2: Look, I I think they, they, they haven't had Dario. They haven't have not they have not had Devon. They obviously had the health and safety protocol issues that that came up, so they haven't found a flow at all, and, and that's that's a big problem. And and then. Dave, you alluded to this earlier, but DeAndre Ayton finally finds make a lot
1: of illusions
2: and they, and they can't win. And that was, that was very weird to me. I don't understand the dynamic here. Uh, they, they tend to not feed DeAndre Ayton and then the games they do the rest of the team. I, I don't, I don't understand the dynamic because
1: yeah. they feel well, like it's not a natural all
2: thing. This will all be okay.
1: they could all click it would be okay and you know what if anyone's going to make it work better maybe not obviously it's not natural it's not like you roll the ball out and all of a sudden cp3 uh booker and and aiden figured out immediately how to play together and maximize each other's abilities that obviously obviously did not happen Um, but they can learn to play better you know why because cp3 is a point god and a 10-time all-star he knows how to make things work he'll figure it out Will it be the best ever? No, but it's going to be a lot better than it is today. Um, I will. I will point out though that uh, the beginning of the season. Also, let me let me talk. Let's talk a second about how CP3 adapts. Beginning of the season, the Suns were the slowest pace in the NBA. Remember, like we were thirtieth in pace. The last half of the last uh, five games, which is over basically ten days, they've been in the top ten. The last couple of games, they've been in the top five in pace. So CP3 knows how to. Oh God, here you go. Glasses, glasses, solve.
0: I'm coming to the <laughs> analytics.
1: Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, so the Suns are playing faster. They're also top five in three-point shots um, since Devin Booker went out. It's <clears throat> it, it's been it's been an adjustment, and they'll figure it out. CP3 will figure out how to play with Da better. Right now, they're in the angry big brother phase, where the little brother's just screwing around.
0: Well, I mean, Da showed us some things this past week. Obviously, that goes without then saying. He showed us some older things in the last it, couple of games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the inconsistency, uh, uh, especially yeah. offensively, of Da is is, is going to be an issue all year long. Until, uh, but again, this is one of those things that as time goes on. And the more and more they can trust and rely on him, like he has sh- he showed for that brief little spurt, um, the more he he produces efforts like that, the more they're going to rely on him, and then the more they they will feed him. Um, and Vince Eli just actually uh, posted, is is the entry the post entry pass is it a dead art and. You know, I, I actually read an article the other day talking about that very thing. Uh, you know, it's not just with the Suns. It, there's a lot of teams out there that don't take advantage of, of players in the post because a lot of players in the post are, are getting a little bit more finesse in their game. And they shoot from the perimeter. And that that post bang down low, uh, you know, art is almost, I'm not going to say extinct, but it's going away. And, 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 and Well, it is. Sure, it's, it's on the coaching 100%. Staff, but 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 players are are used to to what your tendencies are. Da is a very traditional, well, not very traditional, but he's he doesn't get plays scripted All for them. him to be yeah. down low on the post very often. Okay, so so when you're to to produce that and to look for that, it's just not something that's in the playbook apparently for Monty well, Williams.
1: Yeah. And I guarantee you, in college, high school. And most NBA teams, they don't practice feeding the post. They just don't, you know, a low post guy. They practice the high post uh, handoffs and and flips to the center. Who's supposed to um, do something with it at that point or pass it on. Um, But they they definitely do not know. uh, They're not taught. It's not ingrained in point guards or any guards on how to feed the post. In fact, one of the best guys feeding the post right now is Jay Crowder. I don't even know how that happened. Uh, Chris Paul isn't even, cause Chris Paul is used to throwing lobs and DA is not going to be a lob, lob threat. He just, he doesn't like jumping and catching at the same time <laughs> and throwing it down. All three things just can't happen for DA. It's gotta be a bounce pass. Steve Nash was incredible with that, with Amari. Amari didn't do the jump, uh, uh, dunk finishes either. Um, so he's got to figure out how to bounce past that in there. And he will, I think he will.
2: Yeah. I, I eventually, I think that chemistry comes, but they're fo- They started five and two. They're now nine and eight. You know, that's, that's obviously problematic. There was a lot of attention paid to them early in the season and, and they've had a, a rough patch. I mean, that's a kind way of saying what this, uh, I believe it's a two and six run ha- has looked like, uh, you know, so, I, I, I do want to know this. I, I was thinking about this the other day, and in particular, you know the the twenty point win Thursday night against the Warriors. You look at that, and it never felt or, or it never felt like it was pretty basketball. And I wonder, have we been too spoiled in Phoenix? You're talking Cotton Express. You're talking. You know, the Purple Gang from Phoenix, seven seconds or less. Even that 48-win team under Hornacek was very much a, a run-and-gun and, and, and high-excitement kind of team. Is... Is it it okay to win ugly? Are we just just expecting a certain kind of basketball?
1: I think we just live on complaining about something. It's not just USBO; It's all of Suns Twitter. When the Suns were losing pretty, they are like, God, I just want a gritty win. I don't care what it looks like. I want to win. Suns get a win that doesn't look pretty. I just wanted it to look pretty. It needs to look pretty. Look, the Suns are not going to look like the league's best team every single night for 48 minutes. It just doesn't happen. Why do we have to put caveats on every single thing and, and say, I, yeah, you gave me this, but I want that instead. Same thing with the DA criticisms. same things with, with Booker criticisms. No one's talking about Booker's defense anymore. They said that's all he needed. Now it's gotta be this and that. And the other thing, same with CP3, same with DA <sighs> that, that got me when you said it was an ugly win. Like, is that a bad thing? No, oh. it was a freaking win.
0: You're just, you're just not used to it here in Phoenix. That's all that is. You know, a lot of East Coast teams win ugly. And that's how they used to do it in the 90s and the early 2000s, right? You know, like yeah. the Knicks and the and the Celtics, you know, they just bang and bang, and it's just like nasty, ugly basketball. But you gotta win, you gotta win. Who cares? And that, and I don't think we're used to that. And that's the CP3 effect as well. Him slowing man. the ball down, you know, the, the game down. It, it, that that's part of this, and we have to get adjusted to it. But along with that. The, the, the problems come, and I think this is kind of what you're alluding to, Espo, is execution. Like, you can yeah. win ugly basketball games, but when you have plays that are designed, and Monty kind of lost his mind about this the other night, but, you know, after they blew that big lead against OKC, is there was open layups, there was open shots, and dudes were just missing bunnies and and, and wide open threes. You can't do that at this level. You have well, to make they were doing Cam, no pass, one pass shots, which Cam is Cam Johnson has to make those threes when he's. Dead right. ass wide open like right. he was the other night. Like that, that can't be a miss. Not in that, not in that situation, not that late in the fourth quarter. Otherwise, you'd be sitting your, your ass on the pine, period. And, look, and
1: not, not when all the other teams are making those open threes like that exactly. against the Suns. I mean, geez, it's always like a, I can count on one hand how many. Oh my God, that was so open, and he missed it. Thank, thank you, you know, to the opposition. Suns are doing it every game, and yeah, Cam, Cam's having trouble with that right now. He'll round back in, but man, right now it's just it's rough to watch him putting up an open three. I'd almost rather see Abdel Nader do it.
2: <laughs> Dave, and, and I wasn't look. I'm fine. I, my point was, for for fifty three years, uh, you know, well forty three. We I, we won't count the last ten, but, but for for a long time, we've we've watched teams that were predicated on uh, exciting offense and they never won a title in this town. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe watching some uglier basketball with wins is what is what you need for some success. Like I, if, if this were the 2004 Pistons, if they won a title that way, I don't give a damn. As long as the Larry O'Brien is calling Phoenix home. I just think sometimes people get down on things because it, it just doesn't look the way that they want it in terms of, of basketball. And I honestly, I couldn't care. I last uh, uh, Thursday night was beautiful in how it was ugly. You know, I'd much yeah. rather be, be the Frank Kaminsky of games than the Kelly Oubre of games right now, looking really pretty and sucking pretty bad. All right. That's that. you know, that's the, I'd, I'd rather, much rather, I'd should, much rather break. You, ne- you should
0: never put that string of sentences together.
2: ever.
1: <laughs> I'd hey, much no, rather that. a Frank Nato than a Kelly bomb. I mean, luckily, Kelly Ubre looks like he's – He's the jilted lover who, who who was at the bar with his buddies, finally got talked into going out one night, and there's his ex-girlfriend sitting there at the bar. That's what Kelly Oubre looked like on Thursday, and I, yeah. I feel bad for him. I really felt bad for him. Why? He looked I like he wanted to be anywhere else. Personally, not professionally, I, I loved watching him go one for 11 and miss a two-handed dunk. That was fun. But personally, he looks like a dude who's like, oh, wah, wah, wah. Um, so I'd much rather have Frank Nato than that. I, I'm, I'm real happy. Happy with with how that went. Okay, stall. So Do me a favor. What
2: <laughs> I'm saying, Frank has one game, and you're just like, man, it's an
1: almost triple double. He was I, that's like it's it, I I oh shoot I can't remember how many years it's been since somebody uh the Suns notes they told us, but how many years has been since somebody had 12, 14, and eight in 25 or fewer minutes off the bench? It's freaking incredible. Let's enjoy this.
2: Dave's like Dave's like I would take I would take Frank Nado. Over anybody else in the league, not named Devin no, On
1: Thursday night in that Golden State game, I'll take Frank Nado for the win. Heck yeah,
2: I'd take Frank Nado over that Steph Curry any day of the week.
1: Hey, Frank and Nader, Frank Nado, that's it,
0: man. Um, um, hey.
1: He- Let's okay, Saul, you got to do me a favor and yeah. put your glasses back on for a second.
0: Oh, here we go. All right, let's do it. All right. Nerd time. Uh, one of these kids. Yeah,
1: nerd, nerd time. Um, look, the, uh, somebody mentioned that the Suns' fourth quarters are awful, and it's true. The Suns are worst in the league through uh, before Wednesday's game, but worst in the league in the fourth quarter. One of the best in the league, the first three quarters. Eight and three when they lead after three quarters. And worst in the league in the fourth quarter, they've got to turn that around and the people responsible for that are the all-stars. So I'm, I'm sure they'll figure that out. That's the Suns worst, worst problem right now is that they're for some dumb reason selling uh um uh, keep selling that Dave yes I am pimping Frank NATO I don't care if anybody likes it or not that's I'm gonna say that until they play poorly again but back to CP3 and devin Booker those are the guys who have to straighten out the fourth quarters if, if they had straightened out the fourth quarters we would be uh in a much better position right now and talking about is it fourth seed or third seed
2: and that is nerd corner with Dave King <laughs> Dave wow, Nato's wow.
0: stat of the week.
2: <laughs> sponsored by absolutely nobody uh, Speak well first off dave i have some beautiful property property in kaminsky cove i'd love to sell you at a price that is astronomically high right now if you'd like to take it off no, my hand swept away by frank nato <laughs> you know, I,
0: I i also think there's a simple solution to all these struggles that that the sons have had this season and that's just i mean let's just put harden in the game i mean that seems like <laughs> thanks
2: reuters yeah, that yeah, seems like a pretty good play Jesus. There's like that doesn't even make sense jay crowder it, it, the name isn't anywhere near your search for james harden really it, was it was it literally the ja and then they no, just, they just, somebody put they ja just,
0: no they yeah. just put in a random black guy and that's what popped up <laughs> and that's what they put up i mean crowder. honestly that's that's the only explanation for this He's a, he's a he's a he's a brother
2: with a beard i'm sure they had like, oh, an intern
1: okay. who'd never watched any sports in charge well, of doing Reuters, that the whole the
2: whole system of images is based on name so yeah. it should be pretty easy to find the guy named james harden <laughs> wearing a nets uniform
1: they just stopped at ja i'm sure they did
2: <laughs> so uh, you you guys have uh, dave in particular spent a lot of time uh Drooling over over Nader, and I want to bring up uh, the
1: Nader drool. Yes, the Egyptian Kelly Oubre, the off, off brand Devin Booker. Yeah,
2: okay. enough of this. The three guard
1: poor the, man's Devin Booker, the, the
2: three yes. third string guard lineup that Monty ran out there. Each <laughs> one more Langston Galloway, Abdul Nader. Do we want to see that again ever? Or, you uh, know, what are your thoughts on this very bizarre lineup? That was run out there with really no point guard, but then really kind of three guys pretending to be point.
0: It was guard. it's an ugly win, but they were up by 25 in the fourth quarter. Like, if you want to see those three again, that means that we're probably blowing the other team out as well. And no, but yeah, they came so- in
2: before there was a giant lead like that. That was not. That that was not. They came in because it was a vic- victory cigar moment. They came yeah. in long before that. It was just, it struck me as a bizarre lineup. And yes, in the end, it, it was got definitely the job a bizarre
1: done. lineup. It only got the job done because of Frank Nato. Um, because and Frank was... became the point guard in that offense, but no, each Moore. more, um, I feel bad for each Moore, more, man. The only minutes he's getting is to, oh, we've got no other point guards. Can you run point? And the dude's never run point in his life. I feel bad for him. He's a, he's a trooper, true pro, all that stuff. But man, I, um, I, I feel bad for him right now, but at least he's getting some minutes. Finally, Abdul, Abdul Nader is getting the minutes because he's bigger than those dudes and he can he play is. when, when you're playing teams, with bigger wings, you can't be throwing out three six foot one guys, uh, which is what they were doing with Galloway, Payne, and and Carter. Um, Javon Carter has been playing poorly. Defensively, he's always there, but offensively, twenty some percent of his threes and 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 no passing. So I can see why they're they're Monty's rotating. But basically, Monty has to rotate. They signed all these dudes. They've got to give each one of these guys a chance to do something. I just hope each one gets a chance to be a backup shooting guard this year and not just a backup point guard when he gets his minutes.
2: Oh, why does everybody have to have a chance? Sorry, this I put you to sleep, Saul. This my isn't God. elementary school <laughs> basketball. Right? Not everybody needs to get a chance, and I don't understand why Why Lansing Galloway fell out of favor with Monty Williams there for a stretch when – continually the guy comes in and he scores. And an offense that has been stagnant at times needs a guy like that that can be the irrational scorer. And of anybody... Who are you that, talking mean, about? This,
0: I resent like, that. Yeah. I resent your, you know, Monty is acting like Robin Hood and in stock in stopping the Langston Galloway stock.
2: Their comment there, Espo. I really do. Uh, look, it, it it's just confusing to me because this team has fallen in love with the three, right? There, there's no doubt about it. And some nights, they can't hit it. But you know who can? Langston Galloway. He's shooting well over 40% from deep, and you're not giving him the minutes. If you're going to shoot that many threes, at least have a guy out there that makes them consistently. I'd much rather see Langston Galloway trying to hit some threes than some of the other guys that have been chucking up shots and missing them. When this well, Langston gets can tagged, play a
1: little bit of defense, but, man, he the problem is... That you've already got campaign and Javon Carter, who are basically his size. So if you need a little bit of a changeup, he's not that much of a changeup.
0: Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't think Lynx and Galloway just doesn't give you that much flexibility. You are you are only putting him in for instant office uh, offense. That's that's really his only role. He's like Eddie House.
2: Yes, but my point yeah. is there has been stretches, even in games that he has not played, where the offense has gone completely cold. So why don't you turn to a guy that has the potential to drop nine points in five minutes and turn that around for you? Why not at least turn to that? Because I can accept you know, a, a little bit of lapse on the defensive end if he's the only guy that's actually fueling your offense. It's just It, it was one of the weird things that stood out to me during some of these offensive struggles. Okay, and, put the
1: glasses back on, Saul.
2: So. Oh, God. No, I'm not
0: doing
2: that. Just, just go ahead. Just
1: so go ahead. I Galloway is making over forty percent of his threes for the year, but in the first half he's over fifty percent, In the second half he's at fourteen percent.
2: Okay, play him in the first half. I didn't Damn. say yet. Fourteen. percent
1: All of them are terrible in the second half, but he's the worst. Damn. <laughs> how, many,
2: how many has he shot in the second half? Because most One. of his minutes no, primarily he's, come. He's in shot the first enough
1: half. to get a fourteen percent. Breakdown, so it's, it's got to be at least more than 10 you know what i mean yeah but. so he's shot enough and it's bad and that's <laughs> so he's not like the dude who's suddenly gonna score too uh,
2: look at i, I think Abdul nader scores Damn, more
1: staff. than langston galloway anyway but you know i don't think that's based on correct. the female son's <laughs> twitter i don't think that's fact. faction <laughs> Uh, it is so funny fun. because there are some there are some uh uh female sons Twitter followers and they're they are um appreciative of Abdel Nader being on the team. We'll say oh, that. Oh
2: Dave. All right. Uh let's uh Abdul. Let's, I've got something for us. Uh it, as the Carmel Thunder from down under uh hinted at, uh, there's been a weird week on Wall Street as well. As uh the internet and reddit in particular has stuck it to the man and it's time to play a little sun stonks we're gonna take that big news of the week that was focused so much on the stock market and turn it into a fun game about your phoenix suns the premise is simple gentlemen i'm going to give you a topic you're going to tell me are you going to buy that or are you going to short that sun stonks here on the program number one on on here are you going to buy or short Frank Kaminsky as a backup big, Uh, we're going to start with Saul because we know where Dave's going to go. You know, you know, shorts involve buying, right? Yeah. yeah. I meant, are you investing in the future or shorting it? Uh, you shorting yeah, your stock.
0: I'm I'm shorting the stock on that one. I don't I'm not a I'm not a buyer of Kaminsky being a backup long term at all. No, I'm shorting it too. No,
1: I I'm having fun with this, but there's no effing way I want Frank Kaminsky as my primary backup.
0: No. I, I also want to go on the record and say there is no player out there in the NBA that exists that could be a good solid backup and who could slow down Jokic.
1: Yeah, so, I know. Right? Oh my god. <laughs> it if I see happen. that
0: one more time, I'm going to lose it. Like that, that, that dude doesn't exist. <laughs> hey, yeah.
2: It's that dude exists. It, it, it at least, uh, at least Is use it your Alex six Len, Espo? What? what was that, Dave? Is it Alex Len? No, it's not Alex <laughs> Len. Again, Twitter joke that apparently one person in the chat did not get was a joke. Let's, uh, let's move to the next one because everybody knows I'm shorting the hell out of that stock. I'm not investing in. Frank Kaminsky as the actual backup. So, no, you Kaminsky sell
0: you sell real estate. So you're selling the real estate on Kaminsky <laughs> Cove, is what you're saying.
2: He's shorting
1: real estate on Kaminsky of Cove. course. Yeah.
0: And, he, and he funneled it all over to Langston Lagoon, which is also starting to go belly up. So we have two properties wow. right now
2: that aren't worth a damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's hey, Nader, I, is I it Nader Island? Is made my money. Where are you going I need now? More money. <laughs> I don't need more money. I, I don't need that. N- Nader's navy is uh is coming up. We're gonna we're gonna sell you some shit. Vincent to, lied.
1: To... No, JaVale cannot stop Jokic. <laughs> Good lord.
2: I never said JaVale McGee. Let's no, make that Vincent, very clear.
1: Vincent in the chat suggests <laughs> possibly. No. I don't know why you think that. Everything Jokic does is shoulder, 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 shoulder layup. Shoulder, shoulder, shoulder. JaVale can't doesn't have the stones to be able to handle that.
2: We are we investing in Monty uh, Williams uh, rotations? or Are we shorting that? Ooh,
0: ooh that's,
2: uh, a good, that's a good one. Know, that's a good one. I
1: am gonna short the ones that he's played so far. But Monty would short them too because uh, he's been stuck with four of his rotation players out for for chunks. And when you're st- when you've got the at least the bottom five this year does not include Elia Kobo and Ty Jerome. Thank you very much, James Jones. Uh, at least there's playable players down there, but they he's been stuck with some bad he's look, he's done some bad subbing um and and he would he would short his own. He would short himself.
0: I have to agree. Uh, I have not been the biggest fan of Monty's rotations. Uh, they've seemingly been random at times. and you know, so that so that inconsistency and 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 I, I want to say this too. Last year, he was put in a position with a team that was that was struggling, you know what I mean? And they didn't have the, the dudes to be able to pull off what he wanted to pull off. This year, he does. And with more power comes more responsibility. And so when he has the team that he has now and the flexibility that it provides, you have to start to figure out what your rotations are, and you need to be as buttoned down as possible, too. Okay. Otherwise, you become the focus. And, uh, you know, I think there was an article this week by Valley of the Suns, which said that should Monty be on the hot seat? Number one, no, not bright
1: side. Tra- Valley of the Suns. Thank you. Very I said much. Valley of the
0: Suns. I know I you did. Somebody Suns. in the chat said
1: bright side. Well, they don't know
0: what they're there. talking about. Hello. I saw that. And yeah. no, that it was not bright side of the sun because our own Dave <laughs> King you. writes for bright side of we the sun. He would not do that. He would not do that because that is ridiculous. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. So, yes, I was sure. well.
2: Uh, yeah. somebody in the chat and I actually lost it here. I was son's dog. 24 says Monty is not perfect, but he's still the best coach. The sons have had
1: since Dan, Tony, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. since, since
2: Gentry, since the last time they had a good coach. Let's not actually, go you know
1: them. what, uh, you could totally different errors and, and rosters. So you can't really compare, but Monty and Gentry are just about, you know, yeah. level it's gotta be Dan, Tony. And then, um, yeah.
2: D'Antoni obviously Resto, Cotton. Cotton Simmons, pretty freaking uh, great, know, yeah. John McLeod. There's, there's been a, an illustrious history of very good coaches, uh, in this franchise. So let's not forget those guys, but I, I'm going to,
1: he's definitely better than Jeff Hornacek, by the way.
2: Oh, I love Jeff. The person I, me right? too,
1: <laughs> but Jeff couldn't manage the locker room. When Monty manages that locker room. Great. Yeah, and man, both were him. not awesome with X's and O's and rotations and
2: all that. So you've got to put Monty above. I agree, money is above Jeff Hornacek, but I'm shorting the rotations because his rotations have, uh, you know, shorted the Suns so far this year. It is at times to to Saul's point, they've appeared random. I think some of the choices have hurt the team. Some of them are completely out of the fact that you're either guys fouling out, people cramping, uh, you know, uh, people out because of health and safety protocols. Booker out. I get it. There's a lot of Uh, of difficult things that have made these rotations weird, but even within what was available, sometimes these uh, rotations have been odd. So I just, I don't buy into it. That's not me saying I don't buy into money. I know a lot of people in, Mm -hmm. not just on Valley of the Suns, but on Suns Twitter elsewhere have Mm -hmm. put some pressure on money over the last week, week and a half. And I don't think that's fair because uh, one uh, rough, rough stretch with losing Devin Booker, trying to figure out coming out of the health and safety protocols, but also there's something personal that's going on with, with coach that we don't know about. And I'm not yeah. going to judge the guy when something that seems fairly serious because he had to miss time around, around the team that he's not ready to talk about. To me, that says that's something that that's turmoil in his personal life. And I'm just not going to judge a guy when he's going through that as well. We've all been through that, and you don't perform at your best. You know, I I'll open, I'll pull back the curtain and share a little personal stuff. Our last show, I had just found out, you know, a day before that, my 96 year old grandmother was battling COVID. I was distracted; it wasn't my best show. That you were. I had other things, you know, going on in life, and and that that just happens. People aren't at their best when other things are going on. So I'm not going to put. Any kind of uh, pressure on money but I I will say the the rotations have lacked for me, and I expect that to be cleared up eventually. Which you, well, which I, I have think, all faced the with.
0: other. I think th- the, thing, I think the yes. thing that brought brought it to a head was the three point decision, um, and not fouling, and and then obviously there was a travel and yeah. all the stuff with Jamal Murray, and 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 we saw how that that's yeah. also just bad bad. Mm. This yeah. is bad luck. You know what I mean. So, so like, and and so, but when decisions like that are are made or not made or not executed, <clears throat> then that's when you know the eyes start to turn towards you, um, and and people start to be like, oh wait, I never thought about the fact that this could be a big problem too, and it's just like, hey, relax. Yeah. You know, people make mistakes; they'll be fine. They learn from it. And I think Monty Williams is one of those coaches, just like he tells the players, like, hey, you got to learn from your mistakes, like. Every good coach, any good coach will tell you, like, you can make a mistake. That's fine. Just don't make the same mistake twice. And I think Monty won't do that yeah. in the future.
1: Yeah. yeah. So one of Monty's issues <clears> – <throat> so let's compare the, the uh, first two months of last year, rotations-wise, to the bubble – First two months of last year, Monty experimented with every possible lineup, every possible weird mix of players and stuff, because it was the new season. He wanted to give everybody a chance to excel. You don't want you as a coach and, and Monty really believes in his players. He wants to give his players a chance to to shine. We're going to see a period of time where Etuan Moore is getting a backup shooting guard time. Nader will be on the bench. Galloway will be on the bench. People will be up in arms about it. Um, Etwan may or may not play well. <clears throat> He's going to do all that. He's going to play... Um, DA and charge together. will probably start them together at some points. This is the thing. Remember when he played DA and Aaron Baines in the same lineup for a little bit last year, just to see what would happen. Um, And this is it. But then when he got into the bubble, when it was just an eight game run and it was just to make the playoffs uh, potentially and see what would happen. We never saw Ellie. We never saw Ty Jerome. We never saw all these guys who got all these runs early in the year. So that's why I say Monty would even short himself on these rotations, but it's because he's trying to give guys a chance when it comes crunch time, time to win, really, really win games at the end of the year, you'll see him tighten that up. And then all of a sudden the team will play better. I really, I really do think so, but you have to give guys a chance at least up until the trade deadline uh, to show themselves for one reason, for one, one way or another, these guys got to get a chance to play.
2: One one of our, Favorite flaming ball is perplexed damage. Says money is seventy percent. CP3 is thirty-one percent of the coach uh on this team. So the Suns have a hundred and one percent of coaches right now, which is better than most <laughs> other teams. So I think we should be all right. In I love Phoenix. the math. Uh, math nerd time again. Uh, another one for you in the uh, short or or invest in. Category CP3 is a clutch player. Are you investing or are you shorting? So let's start with you.
0: I'm investing 100%. Mm. I know he missed a couple clutch buckets the other night. That's fine. You know, it, it, you could start to see that he's 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 pushing his own his own scoring ability a little bit more and more every game. Um, He drops over 30 against OKC. Obviously, that's a little bit of a revenge game because he just played for them last year. But um, I I, I anticipate from this point forward, CP3 will will make sure that he puts his foot on the gas enough to be a, a viable threat. He's probably going to average somewhere between fifteen to twenty for the rest of the season. I think before that, you know, he was really focused on getting everybody else involved. And I think when Devin Booker comes back, um, there'll be a little bit more of that. But I I don't think I think he's starting to realize that he's just as good an option as anybody else. He, which is kind of funny to say, but when you're in a new system, you're trying to get everybody involved and get everybody to buy into what you're selling. Um, sometimes you have to give them a little bit for them to buy into you and i think he's gotten to that point now now he can start to to make his own way um, and really make this team his own
1: what i don't want to see though is CP3 dribbling down making no passes um running a pick and roll getting himself to a spot on the right uh on the right side of the paint next to the nail and then and then taking a midi with no other players involved i don't want to see that too often it'll happen sometimes here's the thing devin Booker Another nerd, nerd alert, Devin Booker has made less than 30% of his clutch shots this year, 20, 29, 26% of his clutch shot. That's going to turn around. Nobody is that bad in the clutch, even Devin Booker. Um, the dude's got half a dozen game winners on his resume. Uh, he's, he's obviously, he's not a high... Um conversion guy, especially on threes in the clutch. It never has been, but he's better than twenty nine percent. c p three is gonna figure out how to get uh, multiple passes into the you know, those late game um possessions. It's, yeah, I'm heavily investing in c p three and Booker winning more games than they lose in the clutch and the in, as the season goes on.
0: For sure. it, it, it's it's okay for for us to say that Devin Booker has not been good this year compared to yeah. where he where where he has been, right? And, that, and that's what we're – especially in the bubble. We, Devin Booker right now, compared to where he was in the bubble, it's like you, would, you wouldn't say he was an improvement. That's for sure. No. So, you know, I, I think that's okay. And I think – I actually think that this break with the hamstring is probably the best thing that could have happened to Devin. Just to kind of – sometimes when you sit out and you kind of just mm. – you, you miss the game a little bit. You kind of reset a little bit. And you get back and then you're just – your your full goal you know the force that you once were and i think this will be a a benefit to Devin.
2: yeah i'm gonna do Uh, something that you probably shouldn't do in investing and based my my future earnings on what i've seen in the past from the cp3 stock but i'm gonna i'm gonna buy i mean we've seen i'm gonna invest in this because when you look at it you've seen what chris paul has done over his illustrious career this the beginning of the season has been the outlier when it comes to clutch moments, things like that, uh, fourth quarter decisions. I, I'm going to invest in it, assuming that he becomes the guy that we all expect him to be uh, at some point, uh, especially when Devin Booker comes back.
0: Also, real quick, I just wanted to point this out. I, I I don't know if you guys mentioned it last Saturday or not. I think you might have, but with Chris Paul specifically last year. He was uh, the the OKC Thunder were terrible in the first like maybe I think twenty games mm-hmm. of the season they had a horrible record they were like maybe six and they uh, started five and ten
1: like for sure and there you go uh, five and ten and then yeah. they
0: finished the season winning like forty three of their last fifty games like they were just incredible yeah. but that's again that's the CP three yeah. thing where where he's figuring teaching these it out. Guys how to play with him and with each other and the certain mentality that it takes to get to that point. Because if you look at that OKC Thunder team from last year versus the Suns team this year, you can't say one's better than the other for sure. I would say that this Suns team is probably a little bit better than that OKC team. But they just found a way to get it done because that's what he, he produces. It's like a fine wine. It just gets better with time. So everybody just pump the brakes, baby. Yeah.
1: The uh, the players all when you when when you ask him the question about CP3 they're like the dude is constantly coaching every single player, whether he's in the game or not he is talking to players in between on on dead balls or or while they're both out of the game or something like that constantly talking I was worried that uh, DA was going to just get. You know, wah-wah, you know, kind of pummeled too much because CP3 is angriest at him most of the time. But that's just CP3 coaching him up uh with, you know, with a little bit of aggression. And DA actually gave an incredible, incredibly good answer saying, look, I, I need this. I need, I need to be coached. I need all this. I need all this feedback. And they've given him credit for wanting to listen. He is not a natural at, you know, at throwing all, you know, it all out there five games in a row, 10 games in a row. He's got to learn. In fact, I would do what's come, what comes first, DA making the all-star game or, or CP3 drawing blood with his words on DA. And I think, uh, I think DA is going to look pummeled before he rises back up to make that make an all-star game level. But, I love that CP3 coaches constantly, back to Saul's point. You know, he's con- he, he is figuring it out. He's teaching these guys where they should be, what they should be doing. Once they do figure it out, they're going to roll. They had four or five different five-game winning streaks this past year, OKC did, with a much worse roster than the Suns. Whether the Suns produce like that, we don't know yet, because a lot of what OKC was doing was actually beating teams that didn't expect them to be as good as they were. And the Suns, one of the things the Suns are facing is they're facing teams that are expecting them to be good every game. And so they're bringing their A game. The bad teams are treating this like their playoff game, like the Suns used to against good teams. And uh, that makes it tougher on the Suns. It makes it harder to harder to adjust.
2: Look, I I don't need the Suns to be a fine wine. They can be a box wine as long as I get drunk on W's and I'll be good. Like that's that's all I care. Get some keep getting those W's. They're more talented than OKC was last year and CP3 will turn it around. Uh you bring up Aiton, Dave. So the next one is are we investing in or shorting Aiton's body language this week? Dave, you're the doctor in this, so why don't you? No, oh, no, man, Matthew
1: Lissy did a great job on Brightside, totally t- totally walking through Aiden's body language. But it is pretty obvious, to me anyway, and <clears throat> to me is – sorry, excuse me. Um, he's so To me, up. sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, to me anyway, DA, you can tell in that the first quarter
0: throat.
1: how he's going to be for the game. If he is a second behind on his pick and rolls, setting picks, uh, doing things like without the ball and, and without being the intention of getting the ball, uh, you know he's going to have one of his. I'll get a double double. I'll make some nice defensive plays, but I am not going to be a difference maker. And then the other games where you where he gets he has a great game from the jump. He's invested and he's sweating within five minutes because he's been moving so dang fast. So I, I do think Matthew, um, uh, you know, obviously he might be putting a little bit too much stock in body language, but it does it does play out with DA. He doesn't often or almost ever turn it around in the second half when he starts poorly in a game. He's gotta start well to finish well.
2: Saul's body language says he doesn't care about this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> language is, is, is do, do, are we still recording that's all
2: right oh my god i was like all right let's go <laughs> all right. for me i'm shorting all body language because it doesn't matter play does the talking i don't care if you have slumped shoulders or a mopey face or you're you're stoic the entire time and, and matthew lissy our friend from Sun's jam session. And, and one of the writers of bright said, it's not a knock on you. It's just in general, I don't care for, for body language and, and I'm not going to invest in it. That's just the way I feel about it. And Saul, I think feels the same way because he was basically asleep uh, during, during <laughs> that, that was one. his final, body language. Final investor short here. The Suns will have an all-star.
1: Oh, you know what I've been thinking about that and I'm going to put some, uh, put it together. Russell Westbrook, gone. James Harden, gone. Steph Curry back. Um, Clay still out. Chris Paul almost certainly not. So you're down a few all-stars from last year. I really do think, and we were frustrated last year because the uh the the guys the who vote who does the voting shoot? The coaches, right? Yeah, assistant coaches. Um, do the voting for the All-Star, they always pick the incumbents first as long as they're still representing. And then they bring in new guys when when uh, they're running out of, uh, uh, when they still have spots left. So I do think Devin Booker will get a first crack at being an all-star. And I think it would help if his little girlfriend would push for him so some random people who don't follow basketball would actually vote for him so he gets higher than 10th in voting. That's been that's been part of his problem is he doesn't get higher than 10th in voting because he's not nationally recognized. Now he's more nationally recognized. So I think it will help. I do think Booker's an all-star this year.
0: Uh, I don't think we're going to have an all-star at all. I just don't. I just don't. Devin Booker's your best shot at it, and he's been off this year. Um, but again, if you're just this random novice on the East Coast that doesn't really watch it a lot of Suns basketball, and you pull up stats and you see that Devin Booker's scoring average is what it is, maybe you say, yeah, yeah, he should be an all star because he was one last year. But I just don't think that's how happen. Russ got in. Yeah, but Russ had been doing it for years, and he was also, he was also an MVP candidate. Like I just think Booker Booker people default to who was an all-star
1: last year. Is he still looking good? Donovan Mitchell's going to be an all-star again. You need um, national
0: recognition though, and Booker hasn't been. The Suns on
1: national this year. The Suns
0: are on national TV almost. Booker every hasn't done it in the playoffs because they haven't been to the playoffs. That's where Donovan Mitchell started to make his name because he did so well against Houston the first year he was in the league. Like he had those opportunities, and so did these other guys that Devin Booker hasn't had yet. And when he gets that opportunity, I'm sure he's going to do fantastic, and that's when his name. Will start to grow and get bigger, but right now I just don't think it's there.
2: Yeah, I just, Shaheem
0: I, guesses Frank is going to be our all star.
2: Look, I'm I'm actually going to go to the subreddit that started this GameStop uh, stock craze and see if we can get Abdel Nader voted in as an all star starter in the West. We're gonna we're gonna try to make that wow, happen. You're so yeah. out
1: on Frank. You went straight to <laughs> Abdel Nader.
2: Frank's got Dang. a better chance. What I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's move you know, to the most it, important it, 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 topic. Infinite
0: tranquility on 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 um on our chat uh, s- says Dilla, Damian Lillard gets in over yeah Booker. no we Lillard have, will no, be obvious Lillard. obviously and remember that it that's what it took for him to get injured for Booker to be in the All Star game in the first place last year otherwise he doesn't make it either last season so right I just but Russ is
1: gone and James Harden is gone yeah but you got his back, back still a minus one so well, you only got that...
2: one spot yeah and that was Booker's. No, that was actually Lillard's last year. That's the problem. No, Lillard's here. in. Yeah, yeah, but Lillard wasn't won. in last year. He wasn't in. My last God,
1: year. you guys are still bad at math. Okay, never mind. We'll How do are we day. bad at math? There's
0: 12 spots on the, on the
1: All-Star game. <laughs> no Russ made the all star game. Harden made the all star game yes, those two. last year, as well as Lillard and
0: Mitchell. Yeah, but Lillard and Mitch but Lillard didn't play. So he I understand. Pull out.
1: I understand. Lillard's so Miller, Lillard, Lillard stays in this year. So if you go minus two, you got a plus one with Seth or Steph. Haha <laughs> Seth. <laughs> Steph, that still leaves one open, even with Lillard staying in there. That's what I'm saying.
2: Okay. We'll see. We'll We'll see. Hey, we'll we'll see how they play now. Correct. Yeah, you don't know
1: Matt. Put your glasses you back You don't
2: on. know Matt either. You're not a go better for Dean you, Lillard. Lillard was in.
0: But he didn't. He wasn't on the All-Star roster because he couldn't No, I'm
1: play. talking about the voting. I'm talking about the voting. The voting put in Russ, put in CP3, put in um, and James so you Harden. Think All three of those guys are not. Vote. Huh? So you okay. think Devin Booker is going to get in on a vote? When you combine all three, when you combine the people and the coaches and the players, yes. All right. I think he gets in on the vote.
2: I don't know. It depends on how long this hamstring injury goes as well. But let's move to the most important topic of the show, right? We're going to talk about right. Devin Booker on the bench on Wednesday's game. And whatever that is that he's wearing, we obtained special, uh, special audio, inside audio, from the <laughs> locker room, prior to the Warriors game on Thursday. You're not really wearing that already. Wearing what? The man purse. you actually going to wear that? It's where I keep all my things. get a lot of compliments on this. Plus, it's not a man purse. It's called a satchel. Indiana Jones wears one. So does Joy Behar. Well, CP3 <laughs> talking to Devin Booker about his Prada man purse. Is that the new that girl? the bench. No, that's the I, hangover. You no, know, actually, it was a clip from the hangover. hangover that's it. It caught a lot of people's attention that Devin Booker was wearing a satchel, a man purse, whatever you want to call it, on the bench. I, as Seinfeld the- puts it, a European carry-all.
0: The first question has to be asked, would you guys wear one?
2: Well, if my girlfriend were Kendall Jenner and she told me it was a hot <laughs> hat, friend, yeah, if she yes. told me to yes. wear it. Yes. I- it's carrying my, my picture. Oh, so Are you telling me that if your wife?
0: So, you're telling me right now that if your wife came into this room and said you need to wear this satchel, you wouldn't do it?
2: Well, if you could afford a product, yeah, you yeah. <laughs> could afford product. I'd be wearing some Walmart knockoff that wouldn't look as good. All right, you're done, man. You're plus, done. Plus, it was like We're a fanny pack, in thirty-seven and fat. All right, <laughs> let's, let's talk about that. Look, I, I we, uh, we had some fun with this. At, uh, as Son's Twitter did uh, oh, on Thursday. A weird sight on that's the right. bench. Let's say that. So I want to play if around. Dude, you wear
1: that with gray sweatpants, you're still sexy.
0: Yo, that's what I was just about to say, buddy. That's that's exactly what <laughs> yeah. I'm rocking. With. Hello. Yes. Yep. Thank you.
2: You know, <laughs> I think there's no dress code anymore, so I'm pretty sure that Devin Booker could wear gray sweatpants on on the bench this year. So maybe we can oh. get that trend going on with D. Book. He can wear that. <laughs> but look, I good on bug him dog. i don't know really i'm not i'm not cool and <laughs> in my 20s right but i, I
0: want to play around of- i'm not what? gonna say what bug dog said in the chat
1: but- <laughs> <laughs> don't share it
2: either oh dang i just read that yeah we're not sharing we're reading that but if you want to see on youtube
0: whoa we'll bug dog coming um, in with the
2: heat I love it. I love it. If you watch Bull Durham, it may have been a secret that Nuke Lelouch, uh tried on the mound to uh, get his concentration back. Anyways, uh, I want to play a round of what was in Devin Booker's purse on the bench. I'll start with the first one. I'm pretty sure it was migraine medicine for Monty Williams, just in case they blew another double digit uh, lead. What do you guys got? What was in Devin Booker's purse? A can of what? Pepsi. A Pepsi.
0: Because uh, that's that's where uh, Kendall Jenner reps, so yeah, oh, you know, we gotta have a God. can on it. There
2: you go. Dave, what do you get? What was in Devin Booker's purse?
1: I got I got the burner that that Kendall gave him, so they could they could have their conversations outside of the public eye. That's that's it. He just she gave him something so that she can always keep in touch with him and always contact him, and he always has to answer it every time she calls.
2: This is a this is a throwback. I'm going to say the mid level exception. If you get that joke, you've been a Suns fan for a while. You understand. not that that.
1: much in bed with Sarver. (laughs) So
2: you got another one. What was in Devin Booker's purse? Oh, man. I don't, I don't,
0: a new hamstring. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got.
2: Dave, what do you, what do you, what do you have?
1: He also has a burner to his other girlfriend that Kendall doesn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> so there's two
2: burners in there. <laughs> hey, it's going with the burner phone here.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm going with a theme. Perplexing the a... perplexing the chat says what wear sweatpants at the candy shop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hey what the man, candy we shop all. Is. I'm oh, just gonna, oh! I'm gonna guess that would be not. Catholic.
1: That's not good. A proper attire, there. I'll tell you that.
2: <laughs> They're baggy. <guys. laughs> I'm guessing is it's what they need to be. Uh, one of Monty Williams' additional rotations, because Monty's pulling him out of anywhere he can. So why wouldn't there be one in Devin Booker's purse? Do we have any more? Does the chat want to say? What what is it, Devin Booker's purse? Uh, Nicholas Tan in the chat says the key to o- the offense, maybe because they haven't uh, have ignited that uh, lately. So uh, the, keys
1: to the offense that's pretty good.
0: Skittles. That's that in chat. yeah.
2: <laughs> Saul's tired this morning. You can tell the body language is uh, is telling.
0: It's that. been a long week, man. I've been busting my ass trying to move this whole damn house by myself. Yeah. Why Ooh, by yourself? Dave uh, would have the, come the, over. The, help. the the old lady uh had to work all week. So, oh man. Well, old lady she, she's not going to take her time her current, off cuz her current employer <clears throat> uh it will not accept vacation days any earlier than 3 months in advance. No way. Yeah, they set they set the schedule out. She's a veterinarian, so you know she has uh, she a schedule to called keep. Out six. And, that's what I said. I said that. Man, you just call that sick like three days in a row. Well, when Fair. you call
1: her old lady, she's. I'm going to work. <laughs> I mean, that's
0: what I call her. That what, is, are you in, what is this? The seventies? That's, that's my day one. There you go.
2: <laughs> What's in Devin Booker's purse? So that was a round of that. We know what is. Saul's in, old uh, lady was in
1: his purse. Oh,
2: you know, so what's in Saul's old lady's purse is Saul's uh, manhood. So, putting yeah. so back
0: hoping- on me, Espo, because you threw your wife under the bus first. Look, look, okay, what I'm hoping
2: is that a slightly larger purse than what uh, Devin Booker was wearing on the bench. That's all I'm saying for Saul's Saul. Saul was
1: hello. Saul was doing good for the first three quarters of unpacking, but lost in the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: exactly what
0: happened. Yeah. I fell apart, man. Right. I let the whole team down. Down. Yeah.
1: <laughs> perplex oh. damage Saul not used to being in color
0: <laughs>
2: it, 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 it's not the dark uh lights turned down mood it's eh? like yeah. Saul it vision mean, you know we're,
1: we're upping the decade every every episode you know,
0: you know. that lamp back there by the way is from the 40s and that's also what i'm going to give you a <laughs> gift when you go to the nursing home dave so,
1: <laughs> so, so i already got one of those carved it <laughs> myself
2: <laughs> oh the joy of all this uh, so uh,
0: I, i'm I'm pretty sure the wheels have completely fallen off. This uh, this morning, so, yeah, so no, there is know, no imagine this. You didn't want to do. You didn't want to already
1: got. I didn't want to imagine this. this. We thought about so. Espo with his with his gray sweatpants in the candy store. So yeah. imagine this, Espo. No, I don't want to do imagine that. Imagine <laughs> that. <laughs>
2: so we don't need any more.
1: That's all I'm saying. No. No.
2: Too bad you got to imagine. <laughs> now, one thing I did want to bring up before we get out of here: a shout out to one of our flaming ballers, uh, Max, who reached out to me on Twitter. He is a 19-year, old or excuse me, on Instagram. He's a 19-year-old. Suns fan who wanted to tell us how much he loved the show. Uh, was having a rough week because one of the Suns uh, Facebook pages apparently banned him, one of the bigger ones, because he expressed his displeasure with the Lakers and his dislike for Kobe Bryant, and somehow it got him banned from a Suns uh, message board on Facebook. And let me say this, any Suns place that would ban you for besmirching the Lakers or talking ill of anybody who has played for the Lakers isn't a real Suns message board. So, Max, you are always welcome here at the Sun solar panel because uh, it's always beat L.A. here. We dislike the Lakers, and as much as I feel for, for Kobe Bryant's family and, and it was an untimely passing, uh, it, my feelings about Kobe Bryant, the basketball player, have always remained the same. So I, I feel you, Max. Yeah, We're here for you. Thanks for being a member of the Flaming Ballers. If you want to be part of that, click the Join button on the YouTube page or hit Subscribe. On wherever you're listening to the podcast, and leave a five star review. We need it; it's helpful with the algorithms.
0: I actually have something I would like to say. Is that okay? Of course, you're. Hey, so show. so a buddy of mine, way back in the day, we used to play uh, uh, basketball together when we were in the military. His name's Tone Johnson. I uh, just wanted to give a shout out oh. to his family. Um, he retired in October and unfortunately uh, passed away in the first week of December. Uh, due to COVID and he just had his uh, yeah. memorial ser- service last week. And, um, you know, it, it, he was he was like a big, strong dude and, and very athletic and uh, still in shape, still kept up with it because, you know, obviously in the military, you got you got to keep it up. And um, it was kind of a shock to us all. But um, you know, I just wanted to send my prayers out to his family because it's it's really unfortunate what's happened with. with, Obviously, he's not he's not uh, you know alone in all this. You know, there's been many cases like him around the country, and too too many of them. But um, I just I'm sorry for the loss.
2: Yeah. So sorry for your loss. Rest in peace, Tone. Appreciate it. Thank you for your service, and and thank you to your family for uh, their sacrifice, Tone. We we appreciate you. One Uh, thing
0: he would say though is like, hey. Don't BS and don't be sounding all sad. Like I, I, lived a good life. I, I guarantee he there would you say go. that. So we just rock on, well, I, rock you know, on.
2: We appreciate the sentiment, and you know, thank you to everybody who who serves our country. We appreciate you, and to anybody that's lost somebody due to COVID, we uh, our hearts go out to you as well uh this has been a tough nine months uh, you know and and we have a little while left to go it looks like but we appreciate each and every one of you that have been along for the ride with us i know this is uh, the show and being able to do it is cathartic this is the closest i get to Mm -hmm. hanging out with friends on a weekly basis i appreciate
1: Appreciate this yeah i
2: appreciate you saul i cannot wait till uh we can all come over and enjoy some barbecue in that new backyard of yours, Saul, as long as you can figure out which box you put the grill in. We know uh, you're, <laughs> you're struggling to you're find a little bit with You put a grill in a box, you got problems.
0: When, <laughs> when she said, hey, can you pack this, this, and this? I was like, okay. Yeah. There is like... Uh- if I had three pieces to a grill, I guarantee each piece would be in a different box. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's, that's good. And now Vincent in the chat says Saul shooting fourteen percent in the second half of this episode. A callback joke to earlier. So just uh, to to end it with a little levity. But that was
1: it. Yeah, you hit the game winner though. That was I that did. was a great sentiment. Thank you for sharing. And we are very sorry for their loss. Yeah,
2: so much. It is, Mm -hmm. uh, it is time to say goodbye and wrap up this episode of the sun solar panel. You can follow Dave King at Dave King MBA. The MBA is there because Dave knows a lot about the MBA. uh, So, (laughs) and then Saul Bookman, you can follow him at Saul underscore Bookman. The underscore is there because the Saul and the Bookman are too hot. And if you put it together, it's just, uh, you know, it's going to be nuclear. All right. It's, it's almost (laughs) as good as a Prada man bag all right and then i am at aspo you can follow the the show at sun solar panel and new way to get in touch with us if you want to reach out to us you can email us at mailbag at solarpanelpod.com you can catch us there so for dave for Saul, the Carmel thunder from down under i am greg esposito ahoy hoy and we'll talk to you next time here on the solar panel